Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania week is over. And no one is more excited than me because I am exhausted. We had a show every single day. I think I, I, think I did them all. You're the exhaust, so. Are you the exhausted one? And I am the, I am exhausted. I am exhausted. I am exhausted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very tired. But you know what? Life goes on. But I will say that we will not have a show this weekend. because we not, We're not recording a second show tonight, which sometimes we often do. Uh, and I am too tired to focus on another one. So, yes, this will be our lone show for the week. And we will go back to two shows a week starting next week. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 97 of Wrestle Life Radio, I am here with B Dubs, my beautiful wife Carol. Hey, hey. And my little brother Micah. Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan that. Yeah, that was not planned. That was perfect. That was perfect. So, we're going to do the weekend review, and I know that we've already gone through WrestleMania, and which means we already reviewed the SmackDown before WrestleMania, which we usually do on the weekend review, but we never got to AEW Dynamite, and we cannot go without saying the words release. The Hounds, another day, because it was so good, and Mike is going to tell you about it, and then we're all going to talk about WWE Raw. So let's launch into some AEW, but before we do, I know Chris was just here, two episodes in a row, so I'm going to I'm gonna do my very best. Ready? Here it goes. Ready? And cover your ears. It could be a little loud. This day in wrestling history! No, it's no Chris Cumbie, but it's pretty good if I do say so myself. It's fine. It's fine. Thanks. Okay. I so, apologize to everyone in their vehicles. They just blew their speakers. Um, you can send your complaints to Russell Life Matt on Twitter. And uh, yeah, send him the Best Buy receipt and uh, he'll get your speakers replaced. Those negative comments are from my two favorite people in the world, by the way. So I just wanted to point that out that I have no support system. Seven years ago today, on April 8, 2020. Cashing in his money in the bank to win his first title ever. Worst first world title ever. Mr. Dolphy Ziggles. Kick him right in the Ziggles. Right in the Ziggles. Carol was listening to that episode this morning and texted me. She thought it was so funny. So good job, Micah. I'm a funny guy. You got to pop out of at least one person. <laughs> so let's move into AEW Dynamite. Go right ahead. All right. So as I was telling Matthew before the show... Uh, I've watched like 17 hours of wrestling since AEW, and <laughs> I don't really remember it. So we're That's going we over. We're going with notes. So we opened off the show, and uh, so they had the show last week in Jacksonville. You know, there's a lot going on. Uh, Florida now has a stay-at-home order, so they actually moved the show to, I believe, Georgia. It's like, is it the yeah, Georgia Bulldogs play? No, it's, Q- it's QT Marshall's gym. I thought okay. it was in a football or like a yeah. football training facility. But I thought it was in the Bulldogs training facility because I'm pretty sure I saw a field goal, but I guess that wasn't what that was. No. Um, but yeah, and uh, we're in Georgia now, and uh, we actually have the return of the AEW audience. So everybody give a little golf clap for that. We're really excited about that, have the wrestlers at ringside. Uh, yeah, apparently they've recorded months worth of material already because now Georgia has a stay-at-home order, so they can't record anymore. Uh, there are four can... states that don't have it, and it's like North and South Dakota and two other states that don't matter. Sorry for our North and South Dakota and those two other Yeah, states. but I don't think they can even get there from the states they're in. Like, that, they can't travel there. 
So that's a long way to drive. We are we are running on pre-tapes from WWE and uh, AEW, and I think WWE only has like maybe one more week of pre-tapes. So, oh, they're going live, baby. Uh, okay. WWE has announced they're going live in a state that has a stay-at-home order, and they're not going to tell anybody where they're going live. That is a true story. So they're going to you know, break the stay-at-home order, which they cannot get fined for. I was about to say, you know what they're doing? They're gonna they're gonna go live from the performance center, put some drapes up, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're in North Dakota. It's really cold here." <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have any idea how they're going to pull this off, but honestly, I've never been so excited for Raw. This so. man has money for the fines. Yeah, it's exactly. like $500. He's like, oh, $500 a person? All right, let's just, let's just write yeah. it. Oh, Anyways. Ethics issue. Yeah. <laughs> ethics? What? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you've got them in, you've got the, the wrestlers ringside, so that just makes an overall better atmosphere for the episode. Uh, do not like it when there's nobody ringside at all. Uh, I've only seen that once on AEW, and it fell flat for me. WWE's done it decently here lately a couple times. But yeah, so we've got the joy of having wrestlers at a social, appropriately distance uh, measure between each other. But yeah, we've got the uh, Tony, Shivani, and Cody kicking off the show. Uh, Pharaoh is there, the EVP of Doggos. And that's uh, Cody's dog, obviously. He's got a Georgia Bulldog bandana on. And yeah, he's my, uh, he's my MVP of the episode. Yeah, he did a great job. He's the best. Uh, all these wrestlers with their dogs on Instagram, and I love it. Uh, yeah, they kind of recap what we got going up for us, so I'm not going to recap what they recap because we're recapping the recap. So here we go. First episode, <laughs> first first match, I should say. We've got Trent versus Kenny Omega, and I really like this match. Um, all of Trent's single comp- – I like every – I don't think I like disliked any of Trent's matches, actually. He's, he's been very – He's been very good on singles matches. He's obviously always great at, in the best friends. Um, yeah, it, it, he seems like he's the quintessential good hand to have. He always puts on a good match. He's got a great look. And, uh, yeah, I could really see him being a star. I think you give it a little while. We'll see the best friends win the tag team titles, hopefully. Um, and if they do release a trios tile, title, they're definitely getting that Orange Cassidy pop anytime they can. Uh, 100%. So, yeah, Trent did very good in this match. Kenny Omega, obviously, great as always. It was a face-versus-face bout, but you actually saw a couple times where Trent kind of pulled a heel move uh, a time or two. But uh, in the end, they came back together, and they they shook hands and everything. Uh, You had a cool spot where Omega threw Trent in what I thought was a field goal. It was like a big metal pole, and he just, like, slammed him right into it. And... It looked very painful. Uh, Trent did a really cool like baseball slide German snapdragon suplex thing. I don't know what was going on. He like so Kenny was like on the ropes and he slid underneath him and snapped him back. It was crazy. It was a crazy move. I've never seen anything like it. Um, really good match. Uh, Omega pretty much works over Trent's back for the entire match. Uh, it was really just a clean, good, old-school match. It lasted for 19 minutes, I think. There was a 20-minute timer, and there was about maybe 50 seconds left. Yeah. Uh, they were they were counting down whenever it ended, and I was curious if they would go with the tie. But uh, Omega was actually able to pull off the one-winged angel and got the one, two, three, and Kenny Omega won. And if you're not going to have – so I, I've seen some people complain about this matchup, 
because, you know, oh, Trent's not anywhere in the rankings and Omega's, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. All right, guys, we're dealing with a pandemic here. We've only got a certain amount of people. We got a great match. Be happy. That's the way I feel about it. Um, I do want to point out that during this match, Kenny Omega went for a hug on Orange Cassidy. Uh, and Orange Cassidy was yes. going to hug him. Kenny turned away. Yeah, and Orange Cassidy was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. It was great. He looked very sad. It was secretly yeah. Orange Cassidy was great this entire match. Having him in the audience is fantastic. Uh, we didn't get MJF. I guess he was stuck in New Jersey or wherever he's from. So it, it is unfortunate that for these next few weeks, we're not going to get a lot of our favorites. But hey, guys, we're getting entertaining television. It's a national pandemic. Like I said, do what we got and uh, enjoy the good parts. So uh, after that, we had a video package between Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho. Um, you know, it was just re- recapping uh, Matt Hardy's debut, basically. Not a whole lot to go over. Um, so we will move on. Uh, we've got the first women's single match of the night. We've got Hikaru Shida versus Anna Jay with two Ys for some reason. Uh, Which I, I believe Cody said. On commentary, she has two Y's for some reason. Like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know why. I don't, I don't like it. Um, she's a grown adult, and uh, <laughs> I like the way that a thirteen-year-old would would text. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, Hikaru Shida versus Anna J. She's a base. This is basically a squash match, but I mean, she got a little bit of offense in. She's got a great look. Um, she's obviously very green. Uh, Shida is obviously great. Uh, a lot of people were really commending this matchup. I thought she looked a little... I mean, she definitely looked a little green. Um, but I will say AEW has now signed Anna Jay. She's officially on the roster. And I think that's that's fine. You know, she's got a great look. And the way that WWE and the landscape is right now, you've got to sign the people when you can. Right. So you need to get some green people in. You need to develop them a little bit and uh, work up on your women's roster. So, uh, yeah, obviously Sheeta came up with a win on this one. Uh, it didn't last very long. She got a little uh, – Anna Jay got a little bit of offense, but Sheeta came up with the win with the Falcon Arrow and has her seventh straight win, I think, or seven and, and eight. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's seventh straight and then eight out of nine, if I remember right. Yeah, that's pretty good. We can see who's going for our women's champion whenever all that uh, – all this stuff clears up and – you know, uh, I think uh, Nyla is in California, so she will not be able to to make it into the programming anytime soon, unfortunately. But uh, after the match, we had a, a little confrontation between Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker. Uh, Britt Baker is on the heel side of the audience. Uh, Shida gets in Britt Baker's face after uh, Britt Baker is being a little bit too outspoken, talking some trash. Uh, <laughs> Baker actually takes her shoe off to threaten Shida like a uh, Latino mother. Uh, which is great, uh, or Latina, I should say. Uh, they talk some more trash. Eventually, Sheeta walks off. Baker puts her shoe back on and uh, continues eating her Chick Fil A sandwich or whatever it was she was eating. So uh, mm-hmm. this is a good little good little spot. I guess we're going to see Sheeta versus Baker. I'm interested for that matchup. Yeah, it's been announced. It's happening tomorrow. Okay, great. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of placeholder. I uh, really hope Sheeta comes up with the win, or at least if Britt wins, it has to be through some dastardly heel ways because Sheeta is definitely probably uh, probably the best woman on the roster, um, talent wise and really popularity wise right now. Uh, I know uh, Chris Statlander has a big push behind her, but she's not quite quite there yet. 
Right. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of hers, but she's not there yet. But I think she does one that's ready to – she could take the title right now and run with it. 100%. Um, so we'll we'll see that matchup uh, later tonight for you guys listening. Uh, after that, we have a John Moxley versus Jake Hager little vignette. Uh, it's going over some of their rivalry. Uh, they got a couple of talking head interviews. Um, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho, just going over, you know, Hager being a big strong man in Bellator and John Moxley being like, oh, I'm not afraid of Jake Hager. I know he's like eight feet taller than me and he's an MMA fighter, but I'm gonna kill him. And, uh, yeah, they basically announce in this vignette, John Moxley versus Jake Hager in a, I believe they called it a no holds barred match next week. I think they called it an empty arena match, which is hilarious because it's all empty arenas now. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, because of Chris Jericho, I mean, he hasn't allowed any fans to come, so they're all in the arena matches. He should know, I mean. I wish he would lift that, because I'm really ready to go to another wrestling show. Yeah, I know, man. I guess I'm going to have to wait till December. Uh, That's fine. Uh, Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it is going to be a no-DQ match, though. So that'll be interesting to see John Moxley in another no-DQ match. Uh, I'm wondering if he can get a good match out of Jake Hager. I haven't enjoyed any of his matchups so far. Uh, so we will see. Uh, after that, I mean, like, we had some really great matches tonight, but I, I this next match is probably my favorite of the night just for how perfectly executed for the type of match it is, and that is Marco Stunt versus the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer. Yeah, uh, speaking of murder, he killed him. Yeah, he murdered Marco Stunt. Uh, another good thing, opening up this match, Colt Cabana is on commentary. Boom, boom. I've been, I've been saying for weeks, why is Colt Cabana not on commentary? He's a natural commentator. Cody is not. I know he's an EVP, but Colt Cabana is better, and he proved that tonight. Colt Cabana is better on commentary. Let's let's use him. We got him. Let's use him. So we got Colt Cabana and Tony Schiavone on commentary. Obviously, uh, next week. is it, Maybe not next week. Coming up, we have the TNT tournament. tournament yeah. And it's we starting, have... This, uh, it's, starting, it's starting tomorrow. Yeah, and we have uh, Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana is going to be one of the matches, so it makes sense for Colt Cabana to be commentating this match. Uh, <clears throat> they kick off the match, and uh, let's see. Marco Stunt, I think, is 4-4 four and four in the men's division, and uh, obviously this is uh, Lance Archer's first matchup. Uh, we kick it off with a message from Jake the Snake Roberts, which is always welcome to me. He's always a great promo. Uh, it was just a cool little video package, pretty much like what we've seen him before. Uh, he goes over how, basically just rambling on about Cody again, uh, saying he's smiling, but he's not happy, noting that Cody isn't smart, but maybe he's smart enough to be afraid of Archer, and that's why he's avoiding him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he makes a comment about Cody needing Brandy Rhodes' permission because she wears the pants in the family, which is uh, probably true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good good promo. Oh no, man! I've seen his neck tattoo. That's true. Any anyone who has a neck tattoo is obviously a man's man. <laughs> Anyways, oh yeah, <laughs> we open up the match and we've got the murder hawk monster murdering Marco Stunt. I mean, he threw him around like a rag doll. Stunt is obviously great at bumping, and this is just the perfect matchup. I had no idea. I mean, I know Marco Stunt's like five foot, but Lance Archer is 
as tall, if not taller, than Luchasaurus. He is a big yeah. man that has, not came, that has not came across on camera uh, from his little stuff we've seen ringside. I guess he'd been sitting down or whatever. But when you see him in the ring next to not only Marco Stunt, but Aubrey Edwards, who is a fairly tall lady. She's probably like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, and he's just like heads taller than everybody. I'm really interested to see some more matches with him. He murders Marco Stunt. He throws him into the crowd. He tosses him around. And uh, there were actually some comments on Twitter. I don't know if – I think it might have been like Kevin Nash. Was it Was it Kevin Nash that made some comments on Twitter about Lance Archer? It seems like I a Kevin Nash that. thing to do. What did um, he was saying that uh, it was good to see Lance Archer use his uh, finisher on – Someone he could actually use it against because uh, I guess Marco Stunt is light, and uh, then Lance Archer came back and I guess linked some clips of him doing like some grown man, like some two hundred fifty pounders. Uh, his finisher is like a what is it? It's like a yeah. it's a reverse razor's edge. Yeah, he like picks him up above him and like I had one so he, he puts him it's like a not a razor's edge because it's a razor's edge but the opponent is facing towards the mat and he flips him forward yeah. and does a sit down power bomb yeah I mean so it's, it's a reverse a, razor's edge Batista bomb yeah it's a serious finisher um and I can see why you think he couldn't do that against some grown men but apparently he can uh but yeah I'm really excited to see some more stuff from Lance Archer obviously he came across with a win he murdered Marco stunt got the one two three starts to go to the back turns around, looks back at the ring. He's like, nah, I'm going to murder him some more. So he comes back and he kills Marco Stunt a little bit more. Uh, it's a shame that Luchasaurus wasn't there to come to the rescue and make a matchup there, but yeah, he's, he's obviously, for his tail right now, he's obviously stuck in California uh, trying to get up with John Morrison, but uh, his wife won't let him or his girlfriend won't let him to the door. So yeah. if you've watched BTE, you would know all about that. But I would, I'm really looking forward to a potential future match between Lance Archer and Luchasaurus. I think that would be really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to Colt Cabana versus Lance Archer. Yes, that'd be uh, good. Which they built up pretty well in the commentary because Colt Cabana came in with like the hero of the people attitude saying he's going to make it right. He's going to defeat Lance Archer for all the little guys out there. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um yeah, did you guys have anything to say about this match? I thought it was a really perfect way to do a squash match. Um, really looking forward to, to his stuff in the future. Um, just what you pointed out, the visually, it was quite astounding. Yeah. Uh, the, the difference between them. Yeah, it, it was so. a serious David and Goliath matchup. Very. I, mean, I love Marco Stunt, so I, I always enjoy seeing him in any capacity. I do, and I, I can't believe I've never thought about using him in this capacity because he's perfect for... I mean, a good squash. I mean, I know it seems it seems bad to have a guy there for squashing, but I mean, hey, everybody needs a role. If Spike you, Dudley was that's what Spike Dudley was for his yeah, WWE years. If you've so. been if you've been dealt the cards of Marco Stunt, and you want to be on national television, hey, you got to take a few squashes. So I would it, do it. Yeah, I would definitely do it. I would love to get squashed by uh, by Lance Archer. I don't know how mm-hmm. I'll feel the next day, but you know. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, after that, we have another exalted one, Brody McMahon. I mean, Brody Lee uh, <laughs> promo or vignette, I should say, a video package. Uh, he's so we've got the uh, authority figure, Brody Lee, as I'm going to call it now. It's the he's part of the authority now. He wears a suit and tie. Uh, he's sitting there on a conference room. He's got a flat screen TV behind him, playing Static. You know the the snowy thing you fall asleep fall asleep to. 
Uh, you've got some Dark Order gimps there, and he's getting him to repeat a certain phrase. I don't remember what it is because, again, 17 hours of wrestling ago. Uh, they're all seated there on the table. They're looking scared, obviously. He's a very abusive cult leader, apparently. And uh, he addresses that, begins to lose his cool a little bit, and then one of the gimps yawns. And uh, I guess that's not a thing you do about Mr. McBossman, because Mr. McBossman does not like it when you yawn or sneeze in his presence. That is a sign of weakness. And he demands that he nor anyone else sneeze or yawn in his presence ever again. Uh, he asked him, he's like, do you have trouble at home? Is that what it is? He's like, no. Am I boring you? No. And he starts berating him. Uh, yeah, I don't know why uh, I don't know why anybody would join the Dark Order now because Brody Lee seems like a terrible person. Yeah. Also, people call him Mr. Lee, and he's like, it's Mr. Brody. And sorry, Exalted One, it's Mr. Brody! <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I didn't I, like this. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like this. I didn't hate it, but like, I'm like, come on, man, it's... It's enough. Lay off events now, man. Like, we get it. We all know how he is. We've seen the Mr. McMahon character. It's been done before. You need to be something unique. You don't need to keep dwelling in the past. You need to move forward. This is like the second or third vignette that he's done that he is Mr. McMahon. And I hope he backs off of that a little bit and makes something of himself a little bit. That's how, how I feel about it. Yeah, like in the beginning, it was kind of funny. We were like, oh, that, yeah. That's Vince. Funny. The good shots three, he's got in the beginning. Yeah. But, yeah. But three weeks later, it's like, okay, this is kind of, I'm done with this now. Is that yeah. what this is going to be? Because it's kind of a disappointment. This isn't what I expected out of this. Yeah. I do like the more executive authority style that they're going to with the suits and ties. It like makes more sense than the Gimp mask. But it looks really dumb when you've got like, one guy in a suit and tie and you got other guys in Gimp mask. Um, it's a weird Agreed. visual. Uh, if they're going to go all spooky, they need to be all spooky. But if they're yeah. going to go all authority, they need to go all authority figures. Um, we have the next, we have the debut of the Natural Nightmares, which is Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall versus two Dark Order jobbers that aren't Alex Reynolds or John Silver. Uh, their names are eight and nine. And uh, Colt Cabana had a nice little quip. He said, oh, what about 11? Or where's 11? Talking about Stranger Things, obviously. Yeah, I think someone um, even said, "I think she's in the Upside Down" or something like that. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. Like it was, this was just a way to get QT Marshall because Dustin's gotten a lot. But this is a way to get QT Marshall a win because he's like one in seven or something like that without actually hurting anyone on their roster, without hurting their records. But this this was a waste of time. Like I've been telling people that have been bored, just watch AEW on Wednesday night. It's really good. And this, like, it was it was fine. It wasn't bad, but. It didn't highlight anything. It didn't highlight anything good about the company. Well, I will say this. Um, it's it's better than replaying another match, which is what WWE's been doing to fill time. And not only that, I think they're building the National Nightmares up to be an actual tag team. Uh, and I really like their style, to be honest with you. It's like an old-school wrestling style they're going for. Yeah. It's, that's obviously Dustin Rhodes is old, and QT Marshall is an old-school wrestler. Um <laughs> And and so they're 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 going now. They've, they 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 got to build a tag team. I would have preferred if it was against Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Yeah, same. And I mean, maybe like, they couldn't be there though. Maybe I mean, who would know? I don't know what they look like. They're just a short guy and a tall guy and get masked. <laughs> uh, and I even I even told Riley like they're coming out, and I was like, "Is that Alex Reynolds and John Silver?" And she was like, "No, the short guy is like really wide and thick." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah," but I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't. 
I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love that they were unnamed jobbers. Maybe they're just two guys. They were trying up, so they put them in the put them in the mask. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny too to see uh, Dustin. They actually got a, a "You still got it" chant for Dustin uh, from the wrestlers at ringside. That was pretty funny. Uh, but all you really need to know about this match is uh, Natural Nightmares obviously won, and after the match, uh, the Exalted One comes out and he is not pleased. He walks right by the Natural Nightmares, and uh, he uh, he kind of sizes up Dustin. Yeah, he kind of looks at him like yeah, and walks by. Brandy him. was Brandy was holding him back. Yeah, and uh, then we had. I think he went to, was it eight or nine? I don't remember. I'm I don't just know. kidding. We don't know which one it is. They're the same. And even the commentator team's like, which one's eight and which one's nine? It's like, ah, it doesn't matter. We'll call that one eight and that one nine. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But he, he comes out and gives a wicked power bomb to the one that took the pin and walks out. And again, why would anyone join the Dark Order? You're going to get abused. I don't get it. Um... I really enjoyed all the hype going up to the Exalted One, and so far I'm not super impressed. Uh, after that, though, we're going to move past that. We have oh, yes. the oh, best. Yes. The best. Okay, so I know we were talking about the, the Firefly Funhouse segment. Okay, that was great. It was great. But this is the best vignette in the history of all of sports entertainment. Yes. That is yes. the Chris Jericho, Matt Hardy, Vanguard promo. Matthew, can you take us through this promo? I'm, I'm sure you remember it a little better than I do, and I know you were very excited about this. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. So Chris Jericho is in his hot tub in his house, and he's cutting a promo, but that doesn't matter. What really matters is that it cuts back to Vanguard 1, who is like, a, he's, you know, uh, approaching Chris Jericho's backyard, and at the bottom it says, Le Palais du le Champion, which was terrific. The palace of the champion. Terrific. And he like starts flying up towards him. And Chris Jericho kind of turns around. He notices him. And so he gets up out of the hot tub. And he's got his like leather wrestling pants on. In the hot tub. And you know so why? He, because he's a rock star. And that's a rock star move. Rock star move. Mm-hmm. And so he sits there. He's like Vanguard 1. I knew you'd come. Which is exactly what Matt Hardy said to the Bucks of Youth. And so he cuts another promo on Vanguard 1, inviting him to join the inner circle. And he knows, he knows that Vanguard 1 might have cold feet. And then for, for some reason, there is a teeny tiny inner circle shirt. Just it's like a baby it. inner circle shirt, which is great. I need that. I don't have so a baby, good. but I want, I'm going to put it on my dog or something. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like sitting on one of his like pool chairs. Oh, a yeah, and he's got it like hanger. on a tiny yeah. hanger. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so he grabs it and he's got his bubbly in the other hand. And so he like goes up to Vanguard and hangs it on the bottom of the drone. And he's like, Vanguard one, I just, I really want you to consider joining the inner circle. And then Vanguard one starts to back away again, just like he did last time. He's like, no, no, Vanguard, don't run away. And as he starts to run away, he Chris Jericho goes, no, no, get back here. Get back here, Vanguard 1. And then he like the camera zooms in on his face, and he goes, release the hounds. And then like six or seven dogs just come running out of the house. And like there's like one big one and a bunch of small ones. And then like zooms in on this one chihuahua that's like just like looking around, like blank stare. 
And as it's flying away, Chris Jericho is chasing Vanguard One with all these dogs. And he takes the bubbly and he's throwing it at it. And he's like, get here. Get back here. I'm going to get you, Vanguard One. I'm going to get you. And this is the greatest rivalry that I never knew I needed. It was just so, so good. Honey, what did you think of this? I know you loved it too. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Yes, it was great. You're watching it like this is amazing. This is hilarious. And then release the hounds, and I was I was done. I was dead. It was amazing. I laughed so hard. Yeah, I can't so believe good. how good Chris Jericho is to mm-hmm. be able to have a promo with the drone mm-hmm. and make it believable. It's so good. I can't believe like this is a man that's been in wrestling for what 30, 30 years probably. Yeah. All right. He wrestled back in WCW. And here he is at 49 years of age, as good as ever, cutting a promo on a drone. With a Pomeranian. Right. With a Pomeranian chasing after. First of all, bravo to Jericho for having so many dogs, because obviously he has his own little shelter going there. Yeah. Man, this was so good and so believable. I don't know how they can top this ever. But I've said that. Multiple times with Jericho. I thought the last time he cut the promo on the drone was the best part of that episode. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part of this is the best part of this episode. And I'm ready for part three. Exactly. Right. Me too. Jericho. Sold. Let's he do is- Jericho versus Vanguard in a lights out match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has sold this object. And I now believe that this this drone has its own personality. <laughs> it does. Its own agenda. And I mean, I'm totally bought into it. 100%. How long until Jericho brings in a drone of his own? <gasps> it's 100% going to happen. The yes. drone of Jericho. The drone of Jericho. The drone of Jericho. <laughs> or even Le Avant-Garde. Because he has a Vanguard. <laughs> he could be... They could do like a BattleBots type match. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Give them like little Nerf guns to shoot each other out of the air. AEW, that's Wrestle Life Radio on Facebook. If you want to contact us uh, for any more (laughs) ideas, we are open to it. Yeah, this was this was great. Um, After this, we had a Nick Jackson update. Was this the week we found out he's at sixty-one percent, or was that the week before? That was the week before. Okay. This time he's in the back, or he's walking with Matt, and uh, Matt was asking him if he was, you know. Fully recovered. He said, "Not yet." Yeah, he's at about sixty-two percent. Uh, actually, he's if you guys, out. if you guys watch BTE this week, you can find an update on all of our West Coast AEW friends. Uh, yeah. They actually had two full-length matches on BTE. It was a thirty-minute BTE. They had the Young Bucks versus some Jobbers in like a ten-minute match. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, trying to get Nick Jackson to get that ring rust off of there. It was and so you- funny because like Nick was take like Nick was getting worked over, and Matt's like Matt- Matt's like Nick, what are you doing? They're just jobbers, man. They're locals. Yeah. I'm like, what a terrible thing to say. What a way to bury these guys. But, you know, I mean, they're on BTE. I'm sure they're okay with it. They, they worked their whole life for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would feel the same way. Uh, and, you know, and you had Excalibur on commentary. You had Justin Roberts uh-huh. doing the intro. Uh, Kazarian was, running the camera. Yeah, Kazarian running the camera. And uh, Excalibur actually said, he's like, yeah, you have a, a Nick Jackson. Look like he's about 61% of health right now. He's, he's doing better. <laughs> Uh, it was it was really good though. I suggest you guys watch it. You also had uh, SCU versus Peter Avalon and uh, what's his name? Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler. Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler. I love you, Brandon Cutler. I just have watched a lot of wrestling recently. Uh, <laughs> that was a very good match as well. And uh, yeah, so we 
we, we I, I assume in the coming weeks, since the West Coast folks can't be on AEW, they'll be doing some more stuff on Dynamite. They actually even announced another match with SCU and the same jobbers that the Bucks face for next week. Yep. So we're getting a third brand, an NXT, if you will, for AEW. I so, wonder if this actually counts toward their record. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter because nobody important is going to lose. I mean, That's Brandon true. Cutler and Peter Avalon just keep losing more, and I cannot wait for the blow-off match they finally have: Peter Avalon versus Brandon Cutler, and they end it on a double countout. That would be <laughs> so good. That would be a double countout that I'd be there for. I'm totally okay yeah. if that match. Was they need, draw. or they need to go for the limit. They need to have a 20 minute match where they just beat the snot out of each other and they get a draw. And they're just like, "Oh, come on!" It'd be great. Yeah, would be great. Uh, after that, we had the main event of the night: Darby Allen and Cody versus Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Uh, this was an okay match, I guess. Uh, it was a tag match. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't really remember anything about it. Um, there was a spot where Darby Allen climbed that pole. and Yeah, that was crazy. Drop. That's right. That's Off crazy. of what I thought was a field goal. He did a coffin drop like from, I don't know, 20, 20 feet in the air, maybe? Nah, it wasn't that high. It was, it was high, though. Probably 12 feet, I'd say. It was up there. Uh, I'm not going to go over everything that happened in this match because, to be honest with you, I don't remember it. Um, but all that matters <laughs> Tell us is... Tell finish, then. <sighs> Would you like me to tell you about the finish? Yeah, I think you should tell us about the finish because I don't okay, remember. So Sean Spears is about to attack Cody with a chair. So mm, yeah. Darby Allen comes in and grabs the chair uh, away from him. And Sammy Kavara comes in and, and grabs the chair from Darby because they're playing past the chair. And then Darby turns around at Sammy Kavara all angry and he gets hit with a surprise roll up. Most devastating move in all professional wrestling, as we know. Uh, and. Yeah, Sam, Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara got the win here. You know what that means? That means they're losing in round one. That means they're losing in round one. Let's yes, say, so. though, that's a very WWE thing to do. It is. So, uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen because other things have happened in AEW, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so obvious. How could they do this? And then they do the opposite thing because it's what everyone was expecting. So I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced they're both losing in round one, to be honest. Honestly, I would – much prefer Sean Spears to beat Cody in round one than Cody to beat Sean Spears. Yeah, Only same. because I don't I don't want to see Cody carrying the mid-card title. He's not going yeah, to. If he goes through, he's going to face Lance Archer, and he's going to lose, and we'll have that match. But no, if he loses, that gets the opportunity to also have a match with Lance Archer once Lance Archer wins the belt, which I think is what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, we can have that match later. But Sean Spears needs to push, I think. Um, I think he's very talented and underutilized. And uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy him. Uh, I didn't understand anything you just said. It broke up. Sorry, I, I said he has a super cool interest theme. He does have a cool interest theme, and it's even better now that he doesn't do the little chair thing all the time. Yeah, because that got annoying. Um, yeah, so I liked I, it. Uh... It got annoying to me. <laughs> I don't like the lights going out. That bothers me. Like if the lights go out, something important should happen. Every time the lights went out, I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? And it's like, oh, it's Sean Spears or Cody. <laughs> about that back then the lights were going out a lot yeah i think that they have taken that away yeah but three times in one show yeah yeah it's too much if they're not having the undertaker or the fiend on their roster it's fair <laughs> um anyway so after the match what really is important is uh for some reason i i guess because cody so cody was trying to help darby by coming in the ring at one point i do remember this 
and uh, because I think Sammy and Sean were double-teaming him a little bit. So Cody was trying to come in the ring, and that distracted Aubrey, and that allowed the uh, Sammy and Sean to get the upper hand and uh, basically took Darby out of the match, really. Um, and that's really what culminated the loss, even though you know it was a surprise roll-up. That's really what culminated the whole thing. And I guess Darby blamed Cody for that, and uh, after the match, he just decks him. He just decks Cody. Um, I don't really know why. I don't know what they're doing with this. That uh, was yeah. Because that's not something I wanted to see without a crowd. I really needed a crowd reaction for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are they are they turning Darby heel or are they keeping him uh, keeping him in, in between her? Cody, I'm I'm just basically basically yeah. This guy is not a good guy. He is who he is. I mean, some, can he, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was the biggest face in the history of wrestling, he beat the crap out of everybody. So I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, it's, it's fine. I could see Moxley doing something like this and getting away with it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I didn't love it. I think it made him look a little bit like a child, but whatever. I don't have to love everybody. I still he like Darby. Like a child. He weighs like 114 pounds. He basically is a child. I wouldn't say that to his face though, because he'd beat me up. He would absolutely kill us all. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then drag me behind his truck around his ranch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That it ended the night on that note. Um, yeah, Darby Allen has turned on Cody. Uh, so that makes me think maybe they would go with Cody versus Darby in the second round. I really hope not. We've seen that match enough. Um, I really, I wouldn't mind Sammy Guevara versus Sean Spears. Really, uh, I think the final is probably going to be. I'm going to make my prediction. I think it's going to be Lance Archer versus Darby. That's my hey, guess. Before you do that, after we finish this AEW preview, we're going to talk about the entire tournament and predict it. Okay. Well, I'll save that for then. But <laughs> you just heard it. So just pretend you didn't hear that, and you didn't hear anything later. But yeah, that's that's it for this week on uh, on Dynamite. And uh, I'm sorry that I stumbled through that, but again, it's been a long week. So it has been a long week. We've watched a lot of wrestling, done a lot of podcasts. How would you grade this show? Uh, for the close set shows, I would probably give this a a B, a solid B. Uh, we got the crowd back, which really helps. Um, we had some a couple really good spots. We actually saw a, a spot that I, I didn't mention. Orange Cassidy in the crowd with a blank piece of paper holding it up. <laughs> yeah. That was great. It was, it was great. great. You know what? B plus just for that. B plus just for that. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you say, honey? I give it eight Pomeranians with a bonus golden retriever for the Jericho promo. <laughs> really sounds yeah, the, the, promo, the promo was the highlight of the night. We had some really solid matches. Uh, there was no point in which I was like, man, I wish this would be over. And really, the week before, when we didn't have a crowd, I wanted the episode to be over. That's the first yeah. time that's happened with AEW. Uh, yep. But I was I was entertained the entire time. So yeah, really a B plus with the Jericho promo and the Orange Cassidy spots. You bring it up to a B plus. I'm going to give it... Nine Pomeranians and a Golden Retriever. Oh, actually, I'm going to give it a B plus two. The Dark Order stuff's not working for me, man, and, and I hate to say that uh, it's not. Um, Hikaru Shida basically defeated a jobber. You have the Dark Order guys losing as jobbers, and it was fine. I mean, again, this is kind of what happens when you have these kinds of episodes. I mean, you can't have all your stars there, so I totally get it, um, and I'm not going to give anyone a hard time for that. Um, I did like Anna Jay, though. I'm glad she got signed, so I think that's cool. Lance Archer versus Marco Stunt looked really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was pretty good. And, of course, Kenny Omega and Trent was incredible. And Chris yeah. Jericho is just – I mean, he 
it's amazing how many times he can raise the bar. Like I never <laughs> ever thought he would be able to do anything that would be more entertaining than what I saw last week where he was kind of promo on Vanguard one. And then he did this. He also is the mastermind of that Cody parody video. Lest we forget uh, from like, four Oh yes. That was so good. So good. And it's, it's just amazing. The mind that he has for wrestling and it was just squandered in WWE. It makes me hey. sad that we haven't had 30 years of this Chris Jericho. Not that he wasn't good in WWE. He was really, really good. But the creative juices were not flowing. And it makes me so happy that they are again. And I tell you what, we got something to look forward to tomorrow or tonight for our listeners. Chris Jericho is going to be on commentary with Tony Schiavone. I'm so excited. I wonder how many times he can say Schiavone in one episode. A lot. <laughs> so we are going... To predict, and I didn't tell them this, which is why Mike has spoiled it, the AEW TNT Championship Tournament. And what's going to happen is the loser, the loser, will have to do a 30-second challenge next week. And since my lovely wife probably won't be on the show, she is filling in for Kyle. So since Kyle can't be here, if my lovely lady loses, then Kyle is the one that gets to do the challenge. So... Sorry, Kyle, if she loses. Choose, choose as poorly can as I, you can, Carol. Can, can I throw it? Just take it. <laughs> take the ratings. <laughs> it's funny. You might try. Uh, as, I, did I not, don't know. I, I will just. I did not try to throw night one of uh, WrestleMania, and boy, did I. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to go through the left side of the bracket first. And in your quarterfinals, match number one. Now, actually, let me give you guys the matches so you guys can kind of better understand. So. Uh, on the left side of the bracket, you've got Sean Spears versus Cody and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. On the right side, you have Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer versus Lance Archer versus Boom Boom Colt Cabana. So we're going to do left side first, and Mike, I'm going to let you pick Sean Spears versus Cody. I think Sean Spears is going to win this. I don't think Cody needs it. I think Sean Spears is going to pull off some dastardly heel moves and uh, win this. I hope he does. Um, and honestly, I think Cody's got some more stuff to do right now than, than worry with the mid-card title, and I don't think it's for him. I know he can't win the AEW title right now, but I think it would be very poor to put a mid-card title on a top guy just because he booked himself to not be able to win the top title. So I'm going to put Sean Spears over on this one. That makes 100% chance. But by the way, since I was totally unprepared for this, will you write this down, Micah, please? Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, my sweet Carrie, Sean Spears versus Cody. I will choose Cody purely because I am a Cody Mark. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. That is a that is a fair reason to do that. Um, this is really difficult for me. I think Sean Spears is going to win as well. Um, I mean, it just seems so obvious that Cody is going to win. And I don't think he's going to. I think Sean Spears is going to go over here, even though he's usually the guy that's put in matches that people can believe can win but just won't. And I, the way that I would book this, well, I don't want to spoil it. I'll say this after after we all pick our, our matches here. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, Micah, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen is going to win this, and I think we are going to see Darby Allen versus Sean Spears in retribution of Sean Spears getting the roll up win on Darby, and I think Darby is going to come up with a win. Okay, Carrie. I also picked Darby. I will third Darby Allen. Uh, so we will have in the semifinals on the left side of the bracket for me, Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. For Micah, Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. And for my sweet Carrie, Cody versus Darby Allen or Kyle, however you want to look at it. 
Uh, right side. Mike, I hope we're not picking exactly the same, so I think we might. I might have to flip a coin on the last one. Uh, Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes, Micah. This is the only one that I don't think matters at all. I don't think this matters at all. Whoever wins this is going to lose. Um, I just got to think of who I'd rather see face Lance Archer, and I'd rather see Kip Sabian face Lance Archer, so I'm going with Kip Sabian. Okay. Carrie? go with Dustin. Okay, I am also going with Dustin, which means no matter what happens, none of us can have the exact brackets. That's good. That's good. Uh, Lance Archer versus... Lance Archer. How many times can I say Archer in one freaking episode? Lance Archer. Archer, Archer. Versus Colt Cabana, Micah. Obviously, Lance Archer is going to come up with the win. It's going to be a great match. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, Lance Archer is 100% going to win. I disagree completely. Clearly, Colt Cabana will be the winner. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I'm going to go Colt. I, I, I like him. You're going to go Colt Cabana? I like him. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad for Kyle. I'm going to go with Lance Archer as well. <laughs> and I'm glad you like Colt Cabana. You're cute. I love your smile. Yeah, I, I'm also going to go with Lance Archer. Uh, this will be a face versus heel in both sides of the bracket. I don't think that has to happen. In WWE, that absolutely has to happen. And I wouldn't be super shocked if we saw Cody versus Darby. Um, I don't think there's any chance we'll see Sean Spears versus Guevara. Um, and I think there's a small chance we see Kip Sabian versus Lance Archer, but honestly, I think I really do think that the picks that I made are the most obvious ones, but who knows? Um, okay, so for your semifinal, Micah, you have Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. Who are you picking there? Uh, Darby. Did I said that? Okay, I agree with you. I'm also picking Darby. Honey, you have Cody versus Darby Allen. Who are you picking? Darby. You are also picking Darby. Okay. Uh, the right side, uh, I have, we all have different ones here. Micah has Kip Sabian versus Lance Archer. Who? Oh my God, I did it again. Lance Archer? Go ahead, Micah. Who are you picking? Lance Archer, definitely. All right, Carrie. You have Dustin Rhodes. You pick Dustin, right? Mm -hmm. Dustin Rhodes versus Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Colt. Colt Cabana, all right. <laughs> and I have Dustin Rhodes versus Lance Archer. I'm just going to call him Lance Hoyt. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take Lance Hoyt here. Uh, then for the finals, Micah and I both have Darby Allen versus Lance Archer. Who you got, Micah? I think Lance Archer is going to come up with the win, and I think that's going to pull Cody into actually accepting his match. Because yep, that's exact. Out. That's my exact thought. That's what I didn't want to say earlier and spoil it. So I'm going to take Lance Archer too, and I think this will be a good promo for Jake the Snake to go. Hey, you just you know you say that. Lance isn't worth your time, but he just won this tournament that you got eliminated in the first round for. And I think that would be a perfect promo fodder, and it wouldn't hurt Cody at all. Uh, so, honey, in your finals, you have Darby Allen versus Colt Cabana. Who are you going? Darby. You going with Darby? You sure? Yeah. You don't look like you want to go with Darby. Are you sure that's what you're doing? Well, I, I for the gimmick, I want to say Colt, but I can't. <laughs> I can't honestly do that. I, I want Darby. Okay. So, Darby Allen over Colt Cabana. In the finals for my sweet carry. Uh, so, Kyle, if you're listening, Sorry. go ahead and prepare your 30, your 30 seconds. <laughs> I guess I, uh, you don't know the question yet. But, yeah, so uh, good good job. So we're going to move into the WWE Raw review. And Carol and I just sat down and watched this together. So we are going to go over it together. That sound good? Yeah. So I don't have the right – oops, I clicked on the wrong thing. Hold on. Very professional here. Dead air. Dead air. Please enjoy this music while your party is reached. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay. Like Remember that violin music? God, that was the worst. Glad nobody the has loudest thing you've ever heard. I say that nobody has it anymore, but I don't call people, so I wouldn't know. Actually, I called someone the other day at work, and they 100% had it. Ugh, that's the worst. You're a bad 100%. human if you still have that as your ringback tone. It's very nice that we were able to burn this time that I'm not editing, but we're going to talk about WWE Raw now. That was the best 30 seconds of this episode we've ever had, or this show we've ever had. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, okay, so Asuka versus Liv Morgan opened this show, and my first thought, and I think I even said this out loud to my lovely lady, I said, Asuka better not lose to Liv Morgan, because I really like Liv Morgan. If Oscar loses to Liv Morgan, I am going to lose my mind. Let me tell you, this match was awesome. It was good. I love this match. There were times where I was convinced Liv was winning. And at that point, I'm like, I might not be so upset because Asuka made her look so strong. Yes. She had one spot where she jumped off the middle rope and basically did a code breaker to Asuka. And looks like she broke her neck. It just looked so good. But Asuka is so entertaining. I want Asuka to be a main event player again, and it kind of breaks my heart that she's not. Asuka did a wonderful job putting over Liv Morgan here. Uh, however, she didn't put her over with the one, two, three, because she got the win, and then she danced and sang to her theme song. And most of the time, I would be, how stupid is this? How can you dance? But it was so good. Asuka is so entertaining. I loved every second of this. I mean, we've we've got to say that Asuka is the MVP of the women's division right now, right? Oh, she's carrying the division on her back. I mean, she's she's great. She's perfect for these empty arenas. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, Because she's so entertaining no matter what she does, and she does a great job running her mouth. And even though no one can understand her, you still kind of get what's, just, what's coming across. And she does a great job. So we have the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory in a rematch from WrestleMania that is not for the titles, and I do not know why. I absolutely hate rematches, especially the next night. This was stupid. But this whole, like, okay. So this segment was one of those things, like the Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins thing, where I almost lost my mind, but it turned out to be good. It's one of those things where you can only do it in an empty arena. You can't do this with a bunch of fans, because first of all, it took friggin' forever. Well, and they're killing time. Yeah. And they did it effectively. Yeah. But, yeah. So what they were doing is they were trying to, in my opinion, lower the amount of people that were working together in the arena at one time. Mm -hmm. So basically the street profits, Bianca Belair, Zelina Vega, Austin theory, and Angel Garza were out there forever because they had three matches. The street profits wrestled Austin theory and Angel Garza for like eight or nine minutes. Mm -hmm. And then it was a draw. And then, uh, Zelina Vega grabbed, I think Montez's leg, the ref caught her and disqualified her, which kind of was kind of frustrating because that stuff happens all the time. I mean, all the time in WWE. And then the ref just bans the person from ringside or something. You never see a disqualification. And I'm like, why is this causing a disqualification? But whatever. It's, it was dumb, but I'm not going to sit here and stare at it. Uh, Zelina Vega decides to attack Montez Ford, which prompts Bianca Belair to come out, which is literally the same thing that happened last night. And then Bianca Belair says, no one touches my man. But she does it anyway. So, dumb. Uh, then Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega have a nice little match. And... Uh, the guys all get in the ring and attack each other, which causes the, the match to be thrown out. Uh, whatever. And then you have a six-man tag match, six-person, with Bianca Belair and the Street Profits versus Lena Vega, Austin Theory, and Angel Garza. And it was also good. I mean, all three matches were fine. They weren't, you know, anything to write home about, but they were good matches. 
and this burned so much time. And, and again, usually I would hate this, but considering the circumstances, I thought it was really smart. And considering the alternative was a replay of something that happened six months ago, because that's right. what they would have done. This was great. This yep. is much better. I would rather see live matches happening now. And if it's the same people doing three matches in a row, then oh well. Like, Yeah, I do think that while this is dumb from a kayfabe sense, yeah. like they just like have a match, DQs, make another match, DQs, well, let's make another match. Right. This does save us from having this match this week, Bianca Belair versus Vizilina next week, right. and the three trios match the next week. Like this right. whole Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens thing we dealt with for like three months. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, so it saves us from that, hopefully. No guarantees. We may see the same thing next week. They don't have a whole lot to work with. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this is pro- – I mean, they will continue this feud, but hopefully they don't do the exact same thing next week. A yeah. rematch. So, so – yeah, yeah, that's, I don't know. So, basically, after this, we see Aleister Black. I mean, they, they did recaps. Who cares? Recaps of WrestleMania. Go did, we talk about, did, we, did we talk about Bianca being on Raw? No. Oh, yes, she's official. Oh, she, yeah, she, she got a promo, and she said she was the NXT of, uh, EST of NXT, but now she's the EST of WWE. Because NXT is not part of WWE, apparently. Right. Uh, they're not the third brand. They are the redheaded stepchild. And I hope they don't ruin her here. Uh, there's a good chance they might, but it seems like they're taking. I mean, they're they're taking a lot of the shine off of the uh, NXT Women's Division, which was the most stacked women's division of any wrestling federation. Yeah, that's um, correct. They, they took the shine off of uh, off of Rhea Ripley with that loss. They took the shine off of Bianca by being like, "Nope, you don't go there anymore." And uh, you know, they took Shayna. They uh, they now have the NXT champion. Apparently, I don't, I've heard rumors that it's going to be defended on all three brands. That's so dumb. it's actually it's two brands. So she's going to be on Raw since she's a Raw superstar, and she will also be on NXT. I think I'm the one that, that told you that originally, but yeah, I did I did confirm according to my sources, which are people on Twitter, that they will, she will be on two brands: her home brand of Raw, and she will also be on NXT. That's stupid. Well, she is a Raw superstar, so if she has the NXT title. They really just wanted there to try to beat AEW in the ratings, and I just don't see it happening. I mean, it's nothing dumb. against Charlotte. She's, She's been on the show before, over. and they didn't beat them that night. Actually, the night that she did it was like one of the lowest-rated segments NXT's done in like the past year, and I don't know what was happening on AEW at the time. Again, nothing against Charlotte. I think Charlotte equals ratings. I think she does a great job, but Finn Balor didn't do it. And I don't think just adding another WWE no. person is going to do it. Like, even when AJ and Becky Lynch, and they were all there for that one night, you know, even if they did beat them, and I don't remember if they did or not, it, it didn't stay that way. So unless they're going to bring multiple huge stars to NXT, I just don't see it happening. You know what they could do? Consistently. They could send Goldberg and Brock to NXT. I'm sure that'd go over great with Chris. Uh, the, yeah, I'm sure it'll go great with that crowd too, man. They would not be having that. It'd be like ECW when John Cena showed up. Yeah. Yep. Cena wins riot. We'll watch that on a best and worst actually. Sometimes mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam versus John Cena at one night stand. Yeah. Really good. Uh, Alistair Black versus Apollo Cruz was next, and let me tell you, when Oscar and and Liv Morgan had their amazing match, it really set a tone for me because most of the time with Raw. You open up, and especially if it's a women's match, I'm not trying to knock the women. That's just the way that they're booked. They can't control it. They'll have five minutes, and then they'll move on, right? Well, Oscar and Liv Morgan had a lot of good time, and it was awesome. And it set the tone because all three of the Street Profits, Bianca Belair, Zelina Vega, and whatever you want to call their other tag team, uh, they were all good. 
And then Apollo Crews versus Aleister Black was so, so good. It went through two commercials. Uh, I guess, you know, technically they don't wrestle during the commercials because there's no crowd. But I think it was it actually took up 20 minutes of real time, maybe longer than that. It was so incredible. These guys are so good. I forget how good Apollo Crews is just because he's never used properly. He is so talented, and he's now officially a Raw superstar, and I know Paul Heyman likes him. Let's cross our fingers that they do something with Apollo Crews. Yeah, I, I did have my only experience with Apollo Crews is seeing him get squashed, generally. But this was a really good match. Even though they did cut some of it on Hulu, they cut a few minutes out of it. This was a very, very solid match. It was better than Lashley versus Black on for WrestleMania. Way um, better. So, I mean... I, I like Apollo Crews. I don't know why they're not doing anything with him. Uh, I don't know if he's a bad promo. Uh, maybe that's it. Or maybe they just, you know, maybe he's one of those guys that doesn't get over in the back and therefore he doesn't get on TV that much. But uh, I would be okay with seeing him versus Black for a few weeks now. They could keep repeating that. Yeah, I'm down with it. Alistair Black beat Buddy Murphy three times in a row and it was fine. Let's do that with Apollo Crews. Beat him three times in a row. Don't let Black look weak, but put Apollo Crews over and lost because that's exactly what happened with Buddy Murphy. It's really good. His gear is terrible, though. Apollo Crews needs some new gear. That, that's Why? possibly one. It just looks bad. It looks cheap. You don't like it's it? not. It's not like Shorty G bad, but okay. Yeah, it doesn't look great to me. And here's where the show went downhill in ring, uh, which I can't believe I'm saying next. I'm about to say the word ricochet. And it was Cedric Alexander and Ricochet versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And let me be clear, this match was not bad, but. Again, with NXT being a red-headed stepchild, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, who are both incredibly talented guys, weren't really able to do anything. So basically, this was Ricochet and Cedric Alexander doing a couple cool moves, and that was it. Ricochet did, uh, they called it the recoil, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't the codebreaker. It was where he had him up in like a torture rack almost looking thing, or maybe like the attitude adjustment, and then falls down and kicks him in the face. That is a very different move. Uh, I do not know if that is now the new recoil. I don't know. But it was, it was just fine. Like, what did you think of this match, Carrie? I don't think I saw this match. No, you didn't no, watch this match. I had to step away. Well, I know you saw at least some of it because look at Ricochet's face with his with his no beard. We talked about this. We did talk about that. I think I spent most of the match. That's right. I watched this one, not the next one. Right. So I spent most of this match trying to figure out who he was because <laughs> he didn't look like Ricochet. That's what it was. You were no, too but distracted. I honestly don't know Birch and Lorcan. I think yeah. I, I have missed that yeah. chapter so of NXT. They're from NXT, and they don't give a lot of time. They're the guys that come out and say one, two, and they you know they come out with their thinkers in the air. They're both very talented. Nothing really happened with that, though. And then you had Denzel Dijonet. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have any idea how to pronounce his name. I fast-forwarded this match because I hate Seth Rollins. And I Random jobber number three. <laughs> and then Nia Jax defeated Deanna Perrazzo, who she is great, but I don't like Nia Jax. And I knew it was going to be a squash match, so I skipped that one as well. And then Humberto Guerrero defeated some guy that I've never heard of, and that was also a squash match. So I also fast-forwarded that match. And let me tell you. Three in a row. I don't like squash matches. And this show, WWE Raw, was so poorly designed because, my gosh, let's say they open with Asuka and Liv Morgan. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. It's terrific. And then you have friggin' Seth Rollins defeating some dork. Cool. No problem, right? Actually, let's put Humberto there. Humberto in the second match, defeating some dork. Humberto wins. You got Humberto back. And then you have this long butt street profits thing. Okay? <laughs> Fine. And then you have the Nia Jax return. And Nia Jax has a squash. 
Then you have Seth Rollins, who is your big star, towards the end of the night. Boom. Seth Rollins. Then how about, oh, then we move into Aleister Black and Apollo Crews. Yeah, we just had two squashes, squashes but my gosh, that was because the, the, the three matches before that, the three-in-one segment was so long, and I bet Aleister Black versus Apollo Crews is going to be good, and it's so good. So good. And then, after that, then you can move into... Uh, the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. The main event of WrestleMania. But yeah, not. I mean... What what, what, hap- what happened here? But no, it, it, it technically was because it was the last match of WrestleMania. It, this is a match it was so much better. WrestleMania. Big it show. Unaired. Main evented WrestleMania. Yes. And this is how it went. They're like, oh, we've got a recap of Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. They never mentioned what was going to happen. Which, kayfabe is really stupid, but in real life, I'm like, well, this is really cool. Like, I was not expecting this. So, I don't know. The mat that wants wrestling to be depicted as real is like, that's really stupid. How could you not announce a WWE championship match on your show? But the mat who likes to be surprised, it's like, this is really cool. I love the big show, and I'm excited to see this match. And it will happen at WrestleMania. That seems kind of stupid, but who cares? So Drew McIntyre's out there 20 minutes after he wins his title. And then Big Show comes out dragging a referee by the arm. Big Show is officially a heel again. I've never seen someone flip-flop so much, uh, even in politicians. I, I believe Big Show has turned about 19 times in his career, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Oh, my gosh. And so he's taunting Drew, and he's like, yo, bro, listen, you're going to defend your title now. And Drew's like, this isn't my first rodeo, big man. Nothing you can say, even though I have a hot Scottish temper, can actually, you know, make me defend my belt. I just went through war with Drew Mac with Brock Lesnar. So Big Show slaps him and he takes off his belt and they start the match. So basically, uh, this match lasted like I, 12 minutes. I feel like we should mention Drew said and Big Show said this is not a title match. The commentary team said several times that yes. it was a title match. Did they say that? Yes, several times. And they're the like, oh, Big Show's about to win the match. Big Show's about to win the championship. And I'm like, title no. Match. He said like three minutes ago in this empty arena, there's no way you didn't hear him. There's no one here. Like three minutes ago, oh, I'm not asking you for a uh, uh, match for the title. I just want a match. And it's just like, but... Yeah, I missed that. I totally missed it. Yeah, you missed it because the commentators didn't have... They missed it too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't get that at all. Honestly, this match was great. It should have been the main event of WrestleMania. It was much better than Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. But it doesn't make any sense that it... Why are they... why, Why is the big show at WrestleMania... Why Why is this not just on Raw? Why is this not just, hey, this is the next night? It's all pre-recorded anyways. They can just change the background on the LED screen and say it's Raw. Right. right. Why, why didn't they just Drew say, Drew come out and be like, yeah, I'm the champion now. And then, yes. well, it's the big show. I mean, I can, I can tell you why. I have the answer. Why is it's that? It's because, and it's not. I'm not making fun of WWE for this. This is a legit answer. Because Drew McIntyre went through war with Brock Lesnar. And then 20 minutes later faced the biggest athlete in the world and beat him as well. So in Vince's eyes and in casual viewers' eyes, Drew McIntyre is now an unstoppable force and a major superstar. All this did was make Drew McIntyre look stronger and tougher than he already did by beating Brock Lesnar in four and a half minutes. That's why they did it. Yeah, I 
I don't get that. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand how they could get that. I don't get that. I think that's stupid. In kayfabe, he would be dead. Do it at WrestleMania and yeah. air it on Sunday night. Yeah, if they – hey, I would have loved yes, if after switch. the Brock Lesnar match, we're oh. like, oh, crap, that's the main event, really four minutes. If the yeah. big show would have came out, I'm like, all right, we get an actual match. Now we got a guy here who actually wants to wrestle. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah that would have, that would have been – Perfect, but How no, they put it on on Raw, and it's I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe they felt like after WrestleMania and all that, they were like, huh, maybe we need to actually have a real match with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, but we don't want to put it at WrestleMania because Brock needs to have main event. That's in his contract. Maybe that's why they did. I don't know. I thought it was stupid. Uh, obviously, the Big Show is there to uh, promote the Big Show show, which doesn't make any sense because it's a feel good sitcom, and he comes back as a heel. <laughs> I don't yeah. He's a yeah. like a loving dad of three daughters, and he comes back as a bad guy. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I th- I thought the match was very good, and I'm glad we got it. But the whole thing was stupid to me. I understand opinion. that sentiment. I do. So let's grade raw, and I'm gonna tell you right now that this was such an up and down show, and I often describe raw as a roller coaster. With its ups and downs. Well, this was also a roller coaster where it goes up and 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 then down, 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 down. And then it bounces out and goes back up. And then you just, it stops because it's over. Because (laughs) this show started out so well. Then you have squash match, squash match, squash match. Then the ending was just good. There was a Kevin Owens promo in there that was also really good that I forgot to mention. Like it, it, I I don't know. It was so weird. Um, I'm going to give this show for Raw a B plus. That does not mean that I liked it as good as AEW. Not even close. But this is the WWE scale, which is easier to impress than the AEW scale. And for Raw, I really like this show. I thought Big Show versus Drew McIntyre, like there's no reason that match should have been as good as it was, right? There's no reason. I'm like, okay, Big Show's going to lose in 30 seconds because the poor guy, like he can't take a bump anymore. And he took a couple of them. He didn't splash off the second rope. Yeah, he did like a giant slam. Like he got slammed by Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I was I was really here for this match. I love Drew McIntyre versus Big Show. Mm-hmm. Apollo Cruz versus Aleister Black is one of the best TV shows I've seen on any any show, including Dynamite, in quite some time. That well, I mean, we just saw Trent and Kenny. Was it better than that? No, but my gosh, was it good? It was really good. And I, I don't know, the, the Street Profit stuff, like, it went way too long. But given the situation, I'm not going to fault him for that. It was good. It was three solid matches in a row. So, fine. Just fine. I like this Raw. What do you think, honey? This show is five Pomeranians plus two Dalmatians for the first match and the last match. Okay. And Dalmatians are a lot bigger than Pomeranians, though. Does that mean it's better than AEW? Well, or do you, do you rate them retriever, I think. No, AEW yeah. got a golden retriever. You rate it on fluffiness, then. <laughs> it's fluffiness the show was less fluffy um but still uh you know feel good from your childhood you know 101 and all that so mm-hmm. nostalgia's okay. i get it yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah that was yeah. yeah okay totally uh micah i give it five pomeranians two dalmatians and one corilla Deville's thrown in there <laughs> who's trying to spoil everything is the corilla uh, Deville Vince mcmahon Yes. Uh, man, I saw, to, to, to speak about Vince McMahon, I know we're at an hour and seven, but I don't care. Uh, to speak of it, I saw an interview with Vince McMahon today from like 2015, and I hate him much more after that interview than I did beforehand. What did he do? He was just like, they were like, man, why do you think that the, uh, 
you know, the wrestlers of today aren't as good as the wrestlers of yesteryear, which is, first of all, if this is your boss and you hear him say that about you, that's awful, right? To hear yeah. your boss saying, you're not as good as the guy like Hogan, you know, and all that. And, and he's like, oh, well, you know what? It's just because we got a bunch of millennials. And I'm like, really? Really? First well, of all, this interview. Yeah. First of all, they're one. not even millennials. These are like forty-year-old guys on your roster, right. fighting and clawing. He's like, "Yeah, uh, we haven't really had anybody claw and fight since John Cena." Really? You haven't had anybody fight and claw? Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, CM yeah. Punk. Come on, man, get out of here with your Botox-injected old man face. Golly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I may like I, Vince McMahon may be my Brock Lesnar, a la Chris. I mean. <laughs> Like, yes, Vince McMahon has given me a lot of things through my childhood. I enjoy the WWE, especially in my childhood, and I even enjoy some parts of it now. But I'm not I'm not gonna say that. I I don't like him. I don't like the old man. Um anyways, this episode, uh before that rant probably got a B minus. Now I'm gonna give it a D plus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I think this episode probably gets a C plus for me. Uh I like I liked the big show Drew McIntyre match, but I just thought it was stupid. The whole booking of it was stupid yeah that uh, i get that i do but the match itself was good and i'm glad we got to see drew in that format it was good to see drew as the champion get a good match um but yeah as far as raws go in an empty arena i think it gets like a c plus b minus maybe a b minus maybe a okay. b minus we had some good matches alistair black versus apollo cruz was very good uh and we didn't have too much time you know with recaps and all that so you know that that definitely helps we did have the Undertaker uh, AJ recap, but that's worth recapping. Yeah, I thought they were going to show the whole thing. I was mistaken, but that's did they not. I fast forwarded it. They cut it. No, yeah, it was only a couple minutes. They showed like what th- three to five minutes worth of highlights. Mm, wow, I figured they show the whole thing. Yeah, because as soon as it came on, I fast forwarded it thirty minutes, and it got to Humberto winning. And I'm like, wait a second, what happened? So <laughs> then I had to rewind it thirty minutes, and then I kept going forward like a minute at a time okay. until I saw. That it was over. So, okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 97 of Wrestle Life Radio. I am Wrestle Life Matt. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. You can follow B Dubs, my lovely lady, at Instagram and YouTube, Carol Sen, C A R O L E S E N N, and WordPress.com. It's CarolSen.wordpress.com. You can't follow Micah anywhere, but you can follow him and the rest of us at Wrestle Life Radio on Instagram and Facebook and Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. You can also listen to us anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, we very much appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this last hour plus. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day and an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. This man is a terrible boss. 